0: Hello, and welcome to ValorCast, the official podcast of Evangel University. Evangel is a Christian liberal arts university located in Springfield, Missouri, and exists to educate, equip, and empower students who will make a global impact for the gospel in every vocation.
1: As many of our listeners already know... The integration of faith, academics, and life is an essential part of the Evangel experience. God does not call us to live closed off from the world. He invites us to embrace His purposes for us across all walks of life.
0: Through ValorCast, we want to share the stories of those in the Evangel community who are boldly following that call. Each episode will feature uplifting stories from students, faculty and staff members, and alumni. Illuminating the ways God is moving through the Valor family, both on campus and in the world. I'm your host, John Spence.
1: And I'm Amariah Fitch.
0: And this is ValorCast.
1: Students are the lifeblood of Evangel University. Each semester, a little over 2,000 students participate in classes, both in person and virtual, and continue the journey of shaping their futures here at EU.
0: We would be remiss if we didn't give you the opportunity to hear from some of our amazing students. So for our student-centered episode this season, we are joined by Nathan Bice. Nathan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your major, some of the things you've been involved in, anything else you want to share about yourself? Yeah, 100%.
2: I just want to say thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this. This is such a cool opportunity. Um, and just to share a little bit about myself, I'm Nathan Bice. Uh, as previously stated, this is my senior year, um, heading into a youth ministry major. Um, and so I have about half a semester left, give or take a few weeks. And it's a bittersweet, Definitely getting to the end of it. But just holding on to a lot of my friendships, holding on to school and a lot of activities that I'm a part of outside of Evangel are some things that keep motivating me to keep going and press on.
0: What are some of those activities you're involved in and what have you been involved in in your time here at Evangel? Yeah so far
2: I probably should start freshman year. I wasn't super involved freshman year but the first thing I did get involved in was the barracks. That was one of my favorite things. I was one of the baristas until I was probably junior year in the, in the fall. But it was one of, it's just one of my favorite things. You get to know people. You talk to people. You mess up a coffee here and there. <laughs> and, but you just gain that relationship with people. You get to talk to them. You get to meet people you've never seen before that are over, all over the campus. And that, is, that was one of my favorite things to do was work at the barracks. And then also I was a discipleship leader on my floor. And there's something special about being able to lead in that spiritual sense. It's not really a position, but I mean, it's a position, but it's not, that's not the core of it. The core of it is you get to lead and you get, they come to you with essentially whatever that any questions, you know, they have in this spiritual walk or if they need any guidance and you get to lead these devotionals, which are once a week and by just kind of sharing like the structure of it all, it, it seems like, okay, you know, that sounds like a really beautiful thing, but it's when you're able to take advantage of that position, of that getting to have that relationship with the guys on your floor. It's so dynamic and beautiful mm-hmm. and something that I wish I took more advantage of when I was in that role. And then after I was able to be in the discipleship leader position, I was able to step into my favorite role on campus, which was a resident assistant. So being RA on my floor. And it is the most unique position I think I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you get to just conversate with people, love on people, be relational with people. And then you have, you know, you have to police a little bit. You got to say, okay, you <laughs> can't have candles on campus, all right? Your door is 90 degrees and stuff like that. Um, but it was the 90% that I loved. I love pouring into my my guy's life. I mean, I still remember, you know, I had Isaiah Ordez, you know, one of my favorite guys. So I was on my floor and. I just got to talk to him and speak into his life and get to connect him with somebody else, Sam Cochran, that was on my floor that um, just like cameras and photography. And they would have never clashed in any parts of campus, but because they were on the same floor haphazardly, they just able to connect over that one thing. And then I got to be with uh, being in Zach Rose's life and see his development freshman year to then sophomore year being part of AB uh, activities board and then getting to be in the role of RA this year. It's that development that I love so much, like this puzzle piece that is created. And I say all this, like these are stuff I did, but the Lord was definitely in all of these things. I don't think if I went back freshman year and began to look at everything that I've been able to be a part of that I could have done that in my own abilities. Like the Lord has put specific people in my life. The Tony Parents in my life, who's the resident director at that point, he's like, Nathan, you'd be good for this. Or the Brady's that said, hey, Nathan, you'd be good for discipleship leader. Like these people, he divinely put in my life. And because of that, I was able to take the best advantages I could of being an evangel and shape the person I am today.
1: That's so good. Now, as a barista, past barista and devotional leader and RA, you talk about those um, people who God just divinely placed in your life. Out of all those roles and different moments that you had, uh, did you feel like there was any divine moments that you had that kind of really stick out to you that you'd like to share with us?
2: Yeah, I would say one of those moments was when Tony Perrin he came to me at the barracks, which is our coffee shop, and I was just working, and I think I was rushing to get all these drinks, you know, finished, and there's a lineup of like 20 or whatever, and he said, hey, Nathan, like 20 minutes, I'm going to come by, and gonna talk to you. I'm like, oh my goodness, my resident director's going to talk to me? When am I going to be kicked out of my room or something or something like that? But then he came up to me, he said, Nathan, we've seen what the Lord's been doing in your life and the community you've been building, and he just absolutely poured into my life, and that's when he asked me to be in the RA role and having somebody that sees you and sees what the Lord's doing and pushes you to go farther when in that moment I'm like there's no way I'd be able to be an RA and some it was honestly a dream that I had given up on my sophomore year and he called it out of me and he challenged me and said, "Nathan, let's go further. Let's let's go develop some people. Let's let's go pour into their lives." That's what that that's what separates a lot of evangelists, the people that push you to challenge you to go further.
1: That's
0: That's great, man. That sounds like definitely sounds like a divine appointment. And the Lord used you in that position to be able to develop guys. Um, So like, let's take it back a little bit before evangel. What, what brought you to evangel? why did you choose EU over other schools?
2: Good question. Good question. Um, I remember high school I was first struggling with what I want to do with my life, right? We all have this question of what am I going to do and often like, who am I, right? So I was struggling like, who am I? And then what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And I thought, okay, the the minute I choose my college is the minute I choose what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I wanted to make sure I knew what I was going to do and I was struggling and struggling and it's so many ministry leaders' stories, but it's often, are you sure you call me to that Lord? of being, I wanted to be a pastor, but I was like, is this the Lord, like, has the Lord called me to this? Is it this your will? And he called me out through this beautiful Wednesday night service at my church that it just broke me down. But that's a whole nother story in itself. But that was the moment I realized the Lord said, all right, Nathan, let's take a leap of faith. Because at that moment, I couldn't even really talk to people, have a good conversation. I was, I had some social anxieties. I had some body insecurities and just identity insecurities as well. And so I didn't really know what I was going to do. But the Lord said, let's take it step by step. And he's taken it step by step. And then I went to a few colleges, traveled a little bit to kind of like see, okay, is this the right place for me? And then I found, finally landed um, at Evangel uh, Founders Week. And I, I stayed the night there. I had my... Host there, I can't remember. I think his name was Jacob. Not fully sure, but um, I stayed there and I didn't want to leave. I, was I "I don't want to go back to high school. This is fabulous. Can I just stay here? And then I had to leave, but and then go back and then finish out my high school. But those that moment of seeing the community here at Evangel, seeing the chapel services here at Evangel, and just the community and, and the Lord moving. Yeah, I kind of knew this was the place.
1: Nathan, I can really relate to you as someone who just recently graduated from Evangel and is now working here. It kind of sucks you in and it's not really a place that you that you want to leave. And I think a huge part of that is the memories that you make and the people that you meet. So we would love to hear about memories that you've made here on campus. So are there one or two memories that really stick out to you that you'd like to share with us?
2: Yes, There's a lot of memories, a lot of different people I've been able to meet so far. Um, I would say one of my favorite people on this campus is my best friend is Isaiah. And we just by chance were roommates together. And it's honestly an answer to prayer because I remember praying, Lord, as I get into senior year or as I get into the freshman year of college, please provide me a best friend, a brother, because that's what my dad had when he was a roommate. And I had no really good guy friends in my life. And he brought me Isaiah as my roommate and it was just like, Holy cow, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. And the first time I met him, he had his tennis bag. I'm like, that's literally the one sport I don't play. Are you kidding me right now? And but then we'd hit it off and he was just he's so witty and he'd come up with all these these little fun, you know, just jokes and we just hit it off right away. And that was one of my favorite moments, realizing, okay, I have my person, now let's go. Let's go further now. Kind of anchor a little bit.
0: Those relationships are a huge part of almost everyone's evangel experience. Like there's this way that God brings people who are from totally different places with totally different backgrounds or similar backgrounds together and forges lifelong bonds. Um, And I'm so glad you got to experience that and are continuing to experience that today. Um, So Those relationships are one big part of the Evangel experience, but as a student, what would you say are some other things that maybe sets Evangel apart from another university that you could go to?
2: Yeah, good question. Um, I would say my youth ministry, so I'm going to youth ministry, and the youth ministry major has prepared me more than I had even thought it was preparing me for as I was taking my classes and doing my homework assignments because as I was doing my homework assignments I was okay yeah this is really good this oh yeah this is really applicable and as you're doing more and more assignments and he's having these classes with my professors professor Magoo and he had done youth ministry he had had these experiences he has known what effective ministry looks like to really spread the gospel and I didn't realize that it wasn't assignments that he was giving us it was this mindset that he was preparing us with, this mindset of this is what ministry looks like, this is how you can do it in your own cre- creative way that the Lord is pushing you to, and that he is leading you in, and so it, it was almost instilling me with creativity, and it was instilling me with ideas, and it wasn't necessarily let's get a homework assignment done, let's get this done, Let's. it was more so how we think about things, was really what I, I took away from a lot of my my experience with my youth ministry classes and I can say I'm more prepared than I had really even dreamed to be because he is he my professor instilled this ministry mindset within me and a heart because without a heart without a mindset it's you're really just doing you're not feeling you're not having a heart behind it and that's highly important especially going into ministry
1: Going off of what you just shared, do you have any specific examples of maybe something you learned in class and then not long after you got to apply it or live it out, do you have any moments like that?
2: I would say leadership with my... So right now I'm able to have the opportunity to be a part-time youth pastor at Hope Church with two amazing individuals, Diego Viana and Hannah Friend, and just seeing how important it is to... Build into your leaders there, your adult leaders that are there every single Sunday and Wednesday. And one thing that my youth ministry class has prepared me for is how to pour into those leaders, how to lead them effectively, how to give them an opportunity to lead in their own creative ways as well. And how ministry cannot be done by the single youth pastor. It has to be done with the collective leaders that are within side of it. And I know that sounds like a broad idea, but... The classes prepared you, prepared me to just think about those things, to create a structure and how we can do that in an effective way, because it's easy to say it, but actually think about it and put thought into it and your mindset into it and and bounce off ideas of other people and your
0: professor is a whole nother thing. So as you talk about leadership as the, or a component of leadership being effectively building a team and then empowering that team to do ministry. What are some challenges that you have faced in the various leadership roles that you've been in? And how did you come through those challenges? How did God help you uh, to ultimately succeed in those areas of difficulty?
2: Time effectiveness. There's so many different opportunities to lead wherever you are. We're all leaders wherever we are. And because we can be leaders essentially wherever, because the Lord's in, with inside of us and he provides these opportunities, it's easy to choose them all. Say, I'm going to lead in all of these things. But when you do end up leading in multiple areas, you have to know how can I be effective in this place and to use my time effectively. Because we may be, I may be a leader in a church or I may be leading in my school. I may be leading in my in more work, you know, but if I'm not also leading in my relationships, if I'm not also leading my family, then it's honestly, what am I doing? Because relationships are the key of everything we're doing in life, you know, it's community, it's people together. And so having the ability to be or growing in the ability to be time effective and to in each of those places is so important. And that takes prioritizing things that's Knowing the extent of myself, like I can only, I only have the abilities to do so much in this one area and so much in this other area and delegating to other people saying, okay, I can't do this, but they would do a great job at this and they would do it um, in a beautiful, time-effective way where I couldn't do it. And so that just takes a lot of understanding your limits.
1: That's really powerful. And one thing that I heard recently was someone say that information does not provide transformation. Like it's one thing to know something and another thing to apply it. And it sounds like you've just done an incredible job of applying what you've learned in your classes in every area of your of your life, not just uh, with your youth group, but with your friendships and with your roommate. And that's just so beautiful to see. So how has Evangel played a role in God's transformative work in your life?
2: I wouldn't be who I am today without Evangel. And I 100% know that is so many people's story as well here. I, I could give you a percentage. 90% I bet at least. But that's just spitballing <laughs> it. But yeah, they have the Evangel community, the Evangel, evangel staff, the leaders here have shown me what it's like to actually live an authentic Christian walk. And not Christian walk necessarily in a sense of do this, do this, do this, but in a sense of it's you and the Lord. It's taking time in solitude and solitude and and truly loving the Lord. And without the authenticness, it's it's not real in my opinion. You, know, you have to have the authenticity behind your relationship with the Lord. And that takes a personal relationship, takes a real relationship, And that's not something I necessarily walked into evangel with. I had an idea of it, but I didn't necessarily execute that in my daily life. And so I had people pour into my life. I had accountability partners. I had leaders all throughout this campus. And I have grown immensely because of them in my life.
0: Where are you from
2: originally? So I'm from Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, 11
0: hours away. It is so far away, but, and I miss home a lot. So coming to school in the Midwest and kind of a medium-sized to smaller college town, um, how have you balanced almost four years of school um, as well as your relationships here while being so far away from your home?
2: Honestly, that's one, por- one portion of my life that I feel like I dropped, family is so important and freshman year you walk in and you're so excited you see all these people especially coming from i went to a small christian school where i had 20 people in my class and so when i go into evangel there's 2,000 people and the most people you know you go to a large high school and you think oh this is normal you know this wasn't normal for me and so i automatically said i'm choosing my family now and so i did that i said this person's my family this person my family and this person and Being 11 hours away, I forgot that I have a whole nother family that's all the way out there. Um, And it was so easy to think, okay, I'm living this life and they're living their life. But I regret that a little bit in a sense of not that I didn't, the people I chose as my family weren't good people. They were 100% and I'm so glad they became part of my family. But not forgetting about the people, my, my people back home was something that I wish I did over again to invest in my sisters, to not forget about my sisters, but know that they are so important to me and so valued and so seen by the Lord. And I didn't see them as in their states and where they were. And my parents, you know, calling my mom and calling my dad and investing in their lives, becoming a pen pal or something, you know. it's It doesn't take a whole bunch, but I didn't do a whole bunch either.
1: That's such an important reminder. One thing that I have come to realize more recently is just how much my parents have invested in me, not just my parents, but my family. And like you said, it's easy to take for granted or forget and get invested where you're at. And, um, it's, it's so vital to remember there's a family back home that, that cares about me that I can just call and that just a call, or like you said, a letter makes such a huge difference. Nathan, with being so far away and coming to Springfield, finding fun things to do in the area, is there anything that is kind of like your go-to with your friends or something you like to do in your free time?
2: I love going to Brahms and going to Andes with my friends. Um, My youth group, we go to Brahms every single Wednesday and we pack out the place and we just eat some ice cream, eat some cheap hamburgers, and it's delicious. That has been one of my favorite moments and times. I also love going to coffee shops. I know, I know. Everybody goes to coffee shops these days. And those are just the fun, funnest moments. There, It's peaceful. You get homework done. You can play chess, card games, anything really. And there's also amazing parks. Busik is a beautiful place to go to. It's nice little walks. So you can hammock. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things to do. And I think people low key forget that there's a lot of beautiful places. There's there's amazing people. There's great restaurants. Honestly, craft sushi, amazing. That's gas. I don't know if I should have said gas. Oh, um, but just a lot of places, and you forget about it. You think, oh, Missouri. It's what's there. There's a lot, and there's Silver Dollar City. I love Silver Dollar City. <laughs> so
0: yeah, there's a lot to do. So, as a a senior who's about to graduate you're looking back over almost four years of college experience um, and you have the benefit of like making some mistakes having some victories um what is what is a piece of advice or or some advice that you might share with um younger college students or students who are looking to go to college
2: make the most of every single opportunity you have whether that's Surrounding yourself with the people that make you the best you, whether that's taking a chance and an opportunity to lead, it's honestly being present and saying, how can I make the most of this situation? So whether you go to college or whether you're not, whether you don't go to college, you can make the best of yourself and of your circumstance, whether if you want to. I mean, a lot of times we're not dealt the greatest of cards. But you have choice. That's what a beautiful commodity that is to have the decision. Um, and so honestly, just making, if you go to evangel, you know, how can I make this the best four years that I can do? But also in a sense of when we're trying to do the best that we can, trusting the Lord and saying, hey, how can I partner with you to make the, the best choices, to take the best routes? Because this isn't a life we're just taking with ourselves. This is a route we're taking with the Lord. He's, if He's in us and He's also doing this journey with us. And so I, I also extend that to people that don't you know, don't decide to go to college or go to trade school, or go to community college, like take those moments with Christ. If, as Christ is in you, you' are in Christ and walk with him in those steps.
1: One thing that you mentioned was cards and how sometimes you can be dealt a rough hand of cards. And one of my favorite quotes is just because you've been dealt maybe not the greatest hands of cards doesn't mean that you still can't win the game. And so let's just say life is a game and you're making your way towards graduation. Maybe you're on that monopoly getting ready to collect that hundred, you know. So when you look to your future and graduation, how has Evangel prepared you to make a positive impact in the world?
2: I'm not doing everything I'm doing by myself. Like I am doing it with God, as as Christ is in the center of everything that I do. He's at the heart of everything I do, and I'm going into the world knowing I'm not fighting my own battles. Like I'm literally going into battle with with God with me, and that separates me and and my walk with Christ from anybody else. Um, because I mean. People, I think, Holy Spirit is within all of us in a different way, and He's working all in different ways. And so to go out into the world with such power and authority, the Holy Spirit within inside of us, that is such a powerful, dynamic presence. So wherever I go, I'm carrying the Holy Spirit with me. Like, that's crazy. That's powerful. And the world doesn't even know like what is in store, not because what the abilities I have or the creativity I have. It's because the Holy Spirit has provided divine appointments. He has provided divine abilities and gifts that I didn't even know I even had because he brings those out of us and he brings us courage and and strength when I'm weak when I'm studying you know at 12 at night which I was doing last night is no fun but he gives me the abilities to keep persevering and that develops whole character and I don't think the world is ready for all the people that are going out with that holy spirit presence
0: And that's good. And that I think is the essence of the Christian education. You know, it's it, yes, it is cultivating your knowledge and your skills, but really it is, um, an invitation for students to participate in what the Holy Spirit wants to do through them. Um, and also to submit their desires and dreams to what God has for them. And I think Nathan, you represent that, um, that evangel ethos we see in students so often. Um, and we just so appreciate your taking the time to come chat with us today and share your story. And um, we wish you all the best as you wrap up your senior year. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of ValorCast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating.
0: ValorCast is hosted by John Spence and Amariah Fitch and is a production of EU's Marketing and Communications Department in partnership with KECC, Evangel's student-led radio station. The podcast is produced, mixed, and mastered by Jordan Spence, who also composed and produced the show's intro and credits music.
1: You can follow Evangel University on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit us online at evangel.edu.